You are listening to Dr. Me First with me, Erin Wiseman Dio. This is episode number five. This podcast is where female physicians come to have authentic conversations, get encouragement, and get refreshed to take on the world. Feeling alone in medicine? Well, not anymore because you are in the right place now. I'm your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Erin Wiseman, and I am all about support, encouragement, and hope. So in each episode, I sit down and talk with an amazing female colleague, and her one homework assignment is to pick a word for which our conversation rolls around. Today's episode, I'm talking with Dr. Dana Carell, and her word that she chose is sell me docs. We'll get into the conversation if you don't know much about docs, and she'll explain a little bit more to it, but I find it absolutely fascinating and cannot wait to share this with you. And hey, stick around afterwards for a kick of encouragement before you head off to your shift or day. Hey, everybody. It's Dr. Erin Wiseman. I have another special guest today. Um, we have some interesting topics to talk about and we are just going to go ahead and roll with it. So Dr. Dana, go ahead and tell us about yourself. So I'm a board certified internist um, and I work at uh, Pearl River Internal Medicine uh, in an outpatient practice. I'm also the director of quality for, oh, I'm sorry, for uh, my practice and I um, am the creator of a more innovative type of forum called SomiDocs. Uh, it's a Facebook group that is physician only at this point on Facebook, and it unites a lot of us that um, see the potential of using social media and medicine. Yeah, and that's actually how we got connected is, um, you know, with my life coaching business, I was looking to connect with other uh, physicians that are doing some innovative things. And so I jumped in that Facebook group and I have been secretly um, Facebook stalking you, just so you know. So I'm really excited to have you on the podcast Yeah, because you put out some amazing content that it's not just how you write it, but it's, it's so impactful because I find um, that it really speaks to my soul at times because you are speaking directly from the perspective um, as physician and we don't always see that on the internet. So tell me what kind of inspired you to start the hashtag SomiDocs. So my own journey started it. And so you sort of mentioned how it speaks to your soul. Um, that's exactly why I started my own journey in social media so many years ago is that I was making, I was impacting my patients on such a positive level behind closed doors. And it was just a one-on-one. -on -one. And at some point I started realizing that um, I had the power to impact more, um, but I wasn't able to do it in a regular physician practice. And then um, my time away from medicine um, sort of acquainted me with the potential benefits of social media and what could be created using social media. And so I sort of meshed the two together. I said, mm -hmm. here's this amazing platform that has um, so much utility and use in medicine and it's not being used in medicine. Now that I'm back into medicine and practicing as a physician, why don't I find a way to mesh those two together? And that's what I did. I opened up my own page and you know, it was slow to take off because um, we're still there's a lot of issues with physicians on social media, and I um, was not excluded in feeling those issues. I mean, I felt like I was bearing my soul to the world. Um, we have this like tradition of kind of hiding ourselves in our lives, and there's no reason because we're humans. And so, originally, my subtitle, my my tag was um, 
uh, the medical doctor next door because I felt like I was just like every other person. When I wasn't working as a physician, I felt um, a big part of the community and I felt sort of more um, connected to those people in the community. And now that I'm back at work as a physician, it sometimes separates you from, um, from the rest of your community. And so I wanted to uh, mesh together those two. Yeah, almost like normalize it. Like, hey, we're a mom. We're not a god. We make exactly. mistakes. Exactly. Our dogs puke on the floor too. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, it's funny like, because one of my, I have like 250 drafts right now for all my blog posts because I have so many ideas of what to write about. But one of them is titled, We Are Not Gods. I haven't yet gone into it, but just the title itself is sitting there in the draft. Not because I think that I'm a god, but because sometimes or at least in the history of medicine, um, we're sort of um, referred to in that way. And we're not, we're humans, right? Humans make mistakes and humans um, have emotions. Uh, we get emotional in, in, in our visits. Sometimes the patient will tell me a story that is so heart-wrenching because it's the nature of being in medicine and being their primary care doctor, but I start to cry. I start to tear because I'm, I'm human. Absolutely. I think patients appreciate it, by the way. I do too. And I think where we are in healthcare now, our patients are going online and they're getting into this pseudoscience shit because those people are able to talk to their heart. They're exactly. able to be vulnerable and authentic. I and love I that. For us as medically trained physicians who have oodles amount of knowledge and so much passion for what we do, we have done a disservice to our practice by being stoic. Bingo. This is bingo. This is literally what I'm about is just let's come out from behind the veil uh, and let's show ourselves. It's okay to show that we are human. Um, it's okay to connect with patients outside of the office and on a level of, again, social media, um, uh, legally covering ourselves. We still have to protect our patients. HIPAA absolutely mm -hmm. applies. Um, we need to do it intelligently, but we need to do it. I, the bottom line is that we need to be tomorrow's influencers or not because we haven't been on social media. And so right. who's the influencers now, right? right? Kardashian, you know, and not for bad reasons. I mean, she's extremely clever with what she's done, but you know what? She is a wonderful person to look at at what she's wearing. I don't know that I necessarily listen to her, you know, medical advice. Um, right. And this is where our society has kind of gone downhill is when you know, you see vaccine, uh, vaccine misinformation out there and you see misinformation about so many things, jade eggs from Gwyneth Paltrow and things that are just not medically backed and everyone's doing it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I have to sort of backtrack with my patients and like reel them in and say, wait a second, who told you that, you know, did you read that? And, and I see the gears spinning in my patient's head where they're suddenly realizing like, oh my God, I read it on social media and like my neighbor wrote it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's like, you know, we went through that cycle with essential oils where people are like doing it for everything and rubbing it and swallowing it and putting it on their children. And, you know, now it seems like it's CBD oil. That is like the cure-all snake oil that's going right. to fix everything because I well, just I have this discussion. CBD, right, and I think CBD oil has some benefits. And again, yeah. this is where I always say it's like evidence-based medicine is what's important in medicine. And this is what we should be focusing on. So like if there's a study that says CBD oil does X, Y, and Z, then it's okay to talk about that in that regard. And it's also, you know what, it's also okay to put opinions out there, but everybody needs to understand 
who it is that is writing, what their credentials are, and what is opinion versus what is a fact. There's two different things. And so when when physicians are referring to pseudoscience, we're not trying to put you down. We're just trying to say that it may not be factual information. Yeah. And I get frustrated too, because even as physicians, we at times have trouble interpreting studies, you know, and we, I mean, I remember as a resident, I I mean, we had journal club to learn how to appropriately read all these medical studies and still I get confused at times. So to the lay person who just wants to go in there and like pick out numbers or, you know, like the big media who they want to tell you one day that wine is going to kill you. And then the next day it's like the best thing that you should ever do. And you should, you know, so I I guess I just, you know, speaking to our audience, we feel your frustrations just like you're feeling those frustrations. And I think that's where it's been great having so me docs because then we kind of get together and we have each other back. Like for instance, the, um, um, anti-vax people now we're in flu season, you know, and, and I mean, I, I support my physicians who put out about flu vaccines. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a great forum where you can gain support because I think that's one of those things when you first start venturing out and putting yourself into the world, it's a very lonely place. Oh my God. Very lonely. And so that's where so me docs, um, was created by me was, it, it was because of two things, actually. It was because I was being told no a lot in different ways. Like I, there are other existing platforms out there and some of them are fabulous. Others are, um, very restrictive. And I was feeling like, um, like I was being told no, and that's okay. I am a rule follower. And so I wanted to respect that those other platforms rules. But at the same time, I said to myself, wait a second, I've got all this talent and I've got all this potential and I've got all this writing that I want to share with the world. What about a platform that says yes? What about a platform that allows us to all sort of shine and share and not feel stifled by anything? And so that's where so me docs came into existence, by the way, so me stands for social media, show me docs and doctors on social media. And if you're a physician, then um, I think your, your producers or whatever it is will yeah, we'll put it, we'll put it in the show notes. So awesome. that anybody who wants to get on it, because even if you are not actively producing content, but maybe you just want to do like a little LinkedIn account and you just want to put little blurbits out there. It's yeah. a great place to get started. Um, and well, it's not only that, but it's other, all the platforms are being used for so many different yeah. reasons. So like we are everywhere. And so you can find us on any platform using the hashtag. So docs, where yeah. I try to also spend a lot of my day like re- like sharing everyone's work and, and, and spreading our messages. Uh, but you can sort of highlight whatever skill you have. So let's say you take great photographs. You can use Instagram in, in, in the way that you can. Being a physician, it was never meant to be for physicians, but you know what? Um, it's a great way to either release um, some of the energy we have after work, or it's a way to also show that we've vaccinated or it's a way to show that like this and this illness could be um this is how we should approach it and it's just a a vehicle of communication really even if you're using pictures you can communicate via pictures i mean let's not forget you know our children young children look at um picture books and they still get the message right and so it's the same with um these social media platforms instagram's pictures and twitter is limitation and character but just very quick sort of Shout outs, right? We can get a lot of people, um, people's attention that way as well. And Facebook is sort of a combination and LinkedIn is for more like professional way of sharing things. So that's where um, doctors. I'm really loving 
our colleagues that are doing the YouTube videos. I think that is amazing. so awesome. It is so amazing. I've seen a lot of discussion um, in the group yeah. about that, and I'm just like, I, I, I just, I'm so excited for them. And that's where, again, I think it's just a great place to go and get encouragement. So, what would you tell the doctor who's listening to this, and they're like, "Gosh, this sounds like a lot of fun. I, I kind of want to do this, but I'm fearful." What would you speak to her? A lot of pay, a lot of physicians are fearful, fearful. So number one is that we all get it and we are all there. We've all been there. We're even there now. I think this, even the things I do, yes. I'm extremely scared and I push myself out of the box daily. Um, so you're not alone. That's A. But B, um, that's the point of joining SomiDocs is that you are not alone. Like you're joining the community of doctors that many of us are already embracing it. We're taking that dive uh, but but there's many on there that are what we call lurkers, uh, physicians that are just like watching us um, in action. They reach out to me all the time. A lot of times it's in private. It's to say, you know, I really like what you're doing. It's inspiring. Um, and that's really important for me, too, because I I take that positive feedback and I use it to like fuel what I do. And so I do more when I hear the positivity. So I, I appreciate the doctors that are not only benefit, but benefiting, but are not, but are reaching out to me and telling me that and also paying it forward. And what I mean is that, you know, if they put out an article, they're hashtagging it with so me docs or they're linking the like Twitter account. So me docs and paying it forward so that we grow as a group. Absolutely. And I would add a C to that too, that goes along in the fear The I think a lot of fears that I hear are people like, well, what are other people going to think? And it's one of those that, to be honest, just like you said, when you put it out there, most of the time, I would say 99% of the time, it is positive energy. You know, you occasionally get the trolls and like the people, yeah. you know, as far as with that. But if you're getting the trolls, if you're getting the negative, then you're then doing that means you are inspiring. I know. I agree. I mean, emotion. yeah, the fear, um, the fear of what others will think has been an issue for me, a, a big one as well. Um, I think it's part personality and part just what we do. And I, it's funny, I'm actually writing an article about it now about, um, having grown up a pleaser um, and the different reasons why I grew up a pleaser, I think, um, dissecting that and why I've become a displeaser. And I call it that because I literally look at, um, it, it stems from my son asking me, um, you know, do we need to please everybody? And it was a really insightful and smart question that made me think. And, and, and it made me think of my own pleasing versus displeasing. And all the years of me being on social media and being so scared to post things because of what others would think. And then at some point, um, I can't pretend like I'm fully 100% past it, but I can tell you I have um, thickened my own skin. I have become a lot more, um, a lot less, uh, I don't want to say I don't care about what, other things, what others think, but I'm a believer in what I can achieve. You know what I mean? Like I've gone over the, I, I've, I've been able to step over that imposter syndrome um, in me uh, in like, what am I doing and why am I doing it and see the greater good of what I'm doing. And so that makes me not consider the people that are judging. And I think when you're judging others in general, there's something wrong with you. Mm hmm. So you've gotta, yeah, you've got to look internally and ask yourself why, why, what is, why is this bubbling up? What is this bringing up in me? Um, so that I'm projecting at, because like you said, once you, once you get over that hurdle and you like get that first post out or that blog or what, when you do it and then you, 
you almost gain, you gain traction because you realize, oh, it wasn't as big and bad as what I thought. You know, done is definitely better than perfect. You know, right. just get it done. Just put it out there. And you learn so many lessons. You meet so many great colleagues and friends. And exactly that fear never goes away. I'll be perfectly honest. Um, you know, I, I feel like every time I post or any video I put up, there's always that like you have to like it's like going into a big procedure, you know, like getting ready to innovate somebody for me in the ER. Like I still have to like take that breath. I feel that like adrenaline and that nervousness yep. and you just go anyway. So one of my most um, popular um, blog posts is actually called hi, I'm your doctor and I'm a recovering imposter. And it actually <laughs> delves into that, right? It yeah. delves into the fear that we have the, this constant, like questioning whether we are fit to be where we are and, and 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 we've rightfully earned our place and yet we're constantly questioning ourselves and comparing ourselves to others and when you really like first of all I think like we all have it you can say you don't have imposter syndrome everyone's got it to one degree or another because yes. it's the natural part of us is that we you know, kind of um, especially with successful um, career-oriented individuals you're constantly pushing forward and trying to succeed and, and you're Comparing yourself to others. And so um, when we learn to use imposter syndrome um, to our own benefit, that's when we succeed in life. That's mm -hmm. when we can be happier individuals. And so it's an extremely, um, again, it was an extremely popular blog post that I think that the readers could, uh, but may, you know, like to read. Yeah. And I, I even go back hearing you talk about that. I remember the first time in medical school, I think it was maybe a first year medical student. We did pelvic exams like on, on paid people who came in and did it or whatever. Right. And I had such a great attending. Not that I like was freaking out, but you know, as the group, there was nervous energy. You of could, feel, you know, it's the first time you're doing an intimate procedure on an, a total stranger who's totally letting you do this to their body. Yeah. And I remember him saying to us, okay, student doctors, you will remember this moment for the rest of your life. And I want you to take a breath in and be grateful for this experience. He totally wow. acknowledged that Love we were it. all kind of freaking out because, you know, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, oh my God, how is somebody going to let me do this to them? You know, because, yeah. because exactly, it's a very intimate type thing. And he totally diffused it. Like you said, he flipped that imposter syndrome and Amazing. he's like, just be, be grateful. It's okay yeah. to have some fear. It's right. okay to be nervous. It's okay to remember yeah. this, keep moving through it. And so that's what I encourage people to, um, with, you know, venturing out into something a little bit different, be it social media or maybe like a side gig or whatever that Absolutely. is. And, you know, it's also important to remember that you don't, and, and this speaking, by the way, from a perfectionist, um, it, it's a negative thing. I'm speaking about it in a negative way. Because, I'm a recovering perfectionist as well. Just like, Yeah, for sure. Exactly. I mean, it, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to, in another article I wrote, you just have to take that dive. You have to dive in. It's like, testing the waters when we were little and we wanted to like see what the temperature is. No, you just take a dive. I mean, you got to be ready for it. You got to set up some of the like handles across social media, your, your handles, but then you take that dive. You don't have to be perfect. And from personal experience, I could tell you that. I mean, um, I started out writing and my writing wasn't as good as it is now. And it, my writing is not as good as it will be a year from now. I mean, we, become better with practice because really it, it's it's like a cliche but it's true practice it's just like medicine right yes you have to be a better physician as you practice it's right. the same with social media presence and writing 
Absolutely. How would you say that your creativity, how it's bloomed and blossomed um, through this process, how has it affected your practice of medicine? It's amazing. Um, Creativity in medicine is something that is so underutilized. Um, It's my own um, use of creativity outside of the office has allowed me, I think, to become more um, to become more empathetic with my patients, to connect with them on a deeper level, um, and just to become more emotionally aware in general. And as a primary care doctor, I think it's really crucial. Yes. Um, so uh, you can also bring it into a practice. So, like for example, um, you can use creativity to spread messages that are otherwise very boring. So, like in primary care medicine, I mean, if I went out there and I just I talked about blood pressure. It may not be super interesting for people to read, but if I take like a twist on it and, and insert some fun words into it or an image that's captivating, then I can get patients to actually like heed what I'm saying or to like pay attention and say, ooh, Dr. Coriel has some really cool stuff that she's saying. And so mixing in creativity can make it not only rewarding for me as the physician, but also for the patient, the readers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Coriel, I really appreciate this time together. I know that you are speaking to us on your lunch break, which I greatly appreciate. Tell our listeners if they want to know more about you and find out more about you, where can they go? Right. So I'm across social media platforms under the handle Dr. Coriel. That's D-R- Coriel, D-R-C-O-R-R-I-E-L. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, LinkedIn. I also have a website that's drcoriel.com. And I'm working on some amazing um, new ideas. So if anybody has um, something that they'd like to reach out and speak to me about, I would be more than happy to entertain um, other ideas and everything so we can all mix projects. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. You go cure some blood pressure. Thank you so much. Anytime. Wasn't that such a great conversation with Dr. Coriel? It just gets me all fired up to continue working on things online, to keep putting my voice out there. And I hope that it encourages you too. I think she really did hit on something when she was talking about the imposter syndrome and, you know, like the fear of being discovered. I definitely come across um, fear just even doing this podcast, putting myself out there. I was re-listening to some previous episodes and um, how just horrible the sound quality was or that I say, um, a lot. And I wanted to nitpick it apart, but really it's not about that. It's about the content content. It's about what we are trying to say in the world. And it's honestly about the intent of your heart. So I ask you, what project or what idea is brewing in your brain? Something that really excites you, that really gets your creative juices moving, but you are paralyzed in fear to move on that. I would love for you to message it to me and maybe potentially we can help each other through that. I know that I have had some great colleagues who have helped encourage me when I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should post this. 
Um, I let them read through it. They tell me how much of a rock star I am, and I get that encouragement. And most of the time, um, it is absolutely awesome. So just think on that. What creative project do you need to be doing? Maybe it's something on social media. Maybe it's something in live. Maybe it's something out into your community. Maybe it's something within your home or your faith community that you've been thinking about. Whatever that is, I would encourage you to just entertain the thought and say, what if? What if I really did this? And start working a little bit on it. And then take that next step of actually putting it out into the world and seeing it fly out into the distance and spread to all those that you love and care about. Well, I thank you again so much for joining me today on Dr. Me First. I hope that it really truly does doctor your spirit first. Again, I would love to hear with you and hang out with you in any ways possible. Come check out the Dr. Me First Facebook group. You can hang out with me on social media under Truth Prescriptions with Dr. Aaron Wiseman. And don't forget about that VIP group that's forming right now that will start in February. It's a collection of female physician colleagues coming together to work through current issues that we're having, either in practice or in life, that could be potentially leading to burnout. And it's for those who want to go from just surviving life to thriving in life. So check that out as well. And hey, always asking you for this favor, but entertain it for me. Would you please share this podcast with any other female colleagues in your life right now? Because it really truly is my goal to get this out to as many female physicians as possible. Because really, four years ago, I needed this. I needed to know that there were other female physicians out there and that I wasn't alone in medicine. I needed to know that burnout was not my own personal failing. I needed to know that true and authentic help was available and that change really could happen to my life. So help me spread the word to those that you know. Also, if you're interested in being a guest, I would love for you to click in the link below and schedule a time with me. Again, this is open to any female physicians. All you got to do is have MD or DO behind your name and come up with one word for which we'll talk about. And also, if you ever just want to talk one-on-one privately, I am always open to talking to any colleagues. Want to know more about what I'm doing? Well, head over to my website, Truth Prescriptions. That's truthrxs.com. And you can find out all of my craziness that's going on there. Or hang out with me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. I like to hang out in those three places. Or if you want to get on the phone or have a video call, girl, you schedule directly with me. Let's get on the phone. Let's have a colleague-to-colleague call. And let's see how we can take your life from just surviving to absolutely thriving. As always, remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters, and I'm here for you. I got your back.